Hey everybody and welcome to the 1224 podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Shay. And we're here to talk to you about everything animation. So, it's November. We know what that means. Alright, if if you know what I mean and you know and I know what you mean, let's just say it at the same time. Okay. Alright. In three, two, one. Celebrating millions of deaths of many people in America's history because I don't know, Christopher Columbus showed up. But yeah, Thanksgiving, that's, that's another thing. That's also true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Fuck Columbus, bro. Yeah, fuck him. We don't like him. Yeah, fuck those colonizers. Yeah. We hate it here. America messed up. Damn, let's leave. We're ending the podcast right here, right now. Yeah, so thanks for listening to 1224 Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Shay. And we'll see you next time. Just kidding. We're here. We're back. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we forgot to lock up, man. We're we're keeping we're keeping the door open because we're gonna talk about something else that doesn't praise Thanksgiving, but more so is like, hey, here's a thing that came out in November, and that is Over the Garden Wall. Wow, I love that show. There's oh, a garden, too. there's a wall, and they go over it. They literally do actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's more like sad than that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Uh <laughs> It's such a good miniseries that came out in Cartoon Network five years ago? About five years ago. We're old, so, like, time doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, oh, God. Like, <laughs> totally at all. Totally not thinking about that. Totally not, like, thinking about how this show came out five years ago, and now I'm just, like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we're both getting old, Kate. It's okay. You know? I mean... That's true. I'm slowly accepting the fact that, like, I don't know, my teenage years are, like, almost up. Same. Like, it's, it's very close. It's very scary, actually. I'm, like, staring at a calendar right now. <laughs> uh-uh. We may be uh-huh. adults, but we're still in our teens, technically. <laughs> Why do people say 19-year-olds are adults? We're all stupid. Like, Honestly, every single though, one of us. We're all just stupid. There's too much hope in our generation. Anyways, <laughs> so... What's over the garden wall about, Kate? Huh? Wow, you're asking me? Putting me on the spot? Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to explain it, I'll explain it. I can explain it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, over the garden wall uh, is about these two stepbrothers, I believe. They're brothers, basically, named uh, Wirt and Greg. And uh, they get stuck somehow in this place called the Unknown. And they, they're just trying to get home. That's, that's literally it uh it they're just trying to get home because they're they're just lost uh it it's 10 episodes so it's a pretty easy watch i literally just watched it yesterday just for this episode but i literally watch it like every year just because it just has that like fall vibe like i watch it i usually watch it in october just because like part of me feels like it does give a halloween vibe and there's like it kind of takes place on halloween And there's just a lot of dark themes within the show. You know, I watch it every year, whether if it's with my family or my friends or people, but I'm, I'm not obliged to like watch it specifically on October. Um, because I think I know a certain person who would watch it in November and 
is very passionate about it. Yep, that's me. I am. <laughs> Look, it's not that I don't think people can watch in October. I just think if they watch in like early to mid October, they're kind of weird. Especially if they said don't, they don't watch in November. That's kind of weird. Not gonna lie, it's not. It doesn't feel like a Halloween thing to me. Um, yeah, I guess for fun. Yeah, like I'm a person who's very picky about when I watch things in general. Which, like, you know, some of them make sense, but other things people will, like, argue with me about. Most notably, Night Before Christmas, because I never watch it on the two holidays most people watch it, so... uh, You watch it in November, right? Yeah, I watch it in November, but I would also watch it during the summer. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so... Huh. That's a take. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Overgarden Wall is, like, a very, um, for me at least... A very strict um, November and Thanksgiving thing, um, just because it aired November, and so I already have, like, this issue, like, I have to watch this in November, and also, like, again, doesn't really give me Halloween vibes, like, the most Halloween vibes it gives me is honestly, like, the second episode, but even then, I wouldn't say it's, like, Halloween vibes, it's, like, Harvest Festival, you know, and also it's like, I don't know, saying something scary, you can only watch around, like, October, feels very limiting, because, like, Thanksgiving is honestly the scariest holiday of them all. Wow, when you put it like that, that that's something to think about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, do what you want. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna judge you, <laughs> but do what you want, I don't care. I care a little. I think people should be open to watch it in November. Yeah, I feel like there's, I feel like people are a little too close-minded about only watching October. I think that's my thing. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. why? You know what? I think I'd watch it in both months. Yeah, like, if you watch it in both months, <laughs> like, you're okay in my book, you know? It's just like, if you limit yourself so much to it, I don't know, like, it's... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's such a good show, just overall, I mean... Uh, the creator of Over the Garden Wall is Patrick McHale. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get into that biz, but uh, still would love to support the other people was like that did the show and uh, made into a very special miniseries that I really like. Um, and I think it's one of the like first miniseries, I think, on Cartoon it Network. Is, it is the first one. Crazy. At least the... If, and if it's not the first one, it's definitely the first one to get that much of a big promotion yeah. for it. I'm pretty sure it's the first one, though, because, like, it's, like, they really emphasize that it was a miniseries. A lot of Cartoon Network history. It's, like, some things people argue are miniseries, like, within a series. But, like, I think Overgarden Wall is the first, is definitely the first, like, big miniseries from Cartoon Network. And it kind of started their train right. of, like, doing miniseries. Like, at least releasing one every year, from what I understand. Because, yeah, because the next year they released um, Long Live the Royals, which didn't do as well. I like the series, but, like, I know... I like the series. I wish wish they did something about that. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't mind to get, like, a few more episodes out of that. But, um, but, yeah, it was, like, a big event. I remember. I remember. I remember that, too. It lasted a week, which is usually how their miniseries go. It lasts a week. So every night at a specific time, you would watch two episodes because they're like 15 minutes. And I remember every time, it was either that I watched them every night or I watched them the next day because they're available on demand for me. I don't remember my schedule at the time, but um, it was a very fun experience. Um, Towards the end, 
trauma, but that's okay. Because what is a holiday without some sort of some sort of trauma, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's always fun. I I really I just remember when it came out. I I think it's such a really special show just because it not only like opens the door for like new miniseries and you know like different types of like animation to like come out for for like i guess not mature audiences but like broaden that umbrella of audiences um also mm-hmm. just because like i remember watching it like the for the first time with my brother either with my brother or like both of us were just trying to race who would finish it first because i think we didn't watch it when it aired but we definitely watched it on like on demand or something because we were like, oh my god, this new show, we have to watch it. Because we were both so, like, obsessed with cartoons back then. Now he just watches anime, but, like, it's fine or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's so wholesome. But you know what happens, like, within the series. You know, a lot of dark stuff and trauma. But, like, that's what makes it good. <laughs> yeah, I my experience of watching Oregon Wolf people... So, there's mainly, like, two distinct ones. So, one, um, I think a year or two after it first aired, I watched, I made my dad watch it. He loves the show. Um, It's really funny. Okay, because here's the thing about my parents and, like, my whole family in general. We don't like watching things together, right? We hate watching things together because um, we always end up talking during, like, the show and then we start pausing it for, like, an extended amount of time. And also, my dad asks a lot of questions that will be answered oh in that episode. <laughs> Me and my parents don't watch it together every year, but like when it's certain episodes, I call them in. So my dad, he only cares about the frog. He doesn't care about them kids. Just the frog. You know, that's that's valid. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about them kids. So he's just like, yo, I like the frog because the frog sings. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, my mom likes coming in on the episode where the um, school teacher has like the marital issues yes because she thinks the song is funny and she's and then (laughs) (laughs) and she's like this lady needs to get her life sorted and then she dips my mom listens to the song she dips so that's my experience of watching it my other (laughs) that's all yeah my other experience um was watching it with friends last year yeah which was really cool me included (laughs) yeah kate's my friend if people haven't noticed (gasps) Oh my um, gosh, we're friends? Yeah, I never say that out loud. Um, so <laughs> that's she's ashamed of me. I'm not ashamed. She's embarrassed. <laughs> no. But uh, like But yeah, so like this year I'm watching it alone. So uh yeah, that's fun. But um Same. But yeah, that's my experience. I don't know, Overgarden Wall is like a cool show to watch with people. Cause, like, it really is. Yeah, and you can also watch it alone. Like, I watch it alone basically every year, except last year. And, like, I'm fine. I turned out okay, I think. Probably not. But, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very easy watch and really quick. So quick. So, yeah, so quick. for real. I guess we should talk about characters. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about the big gnome in charge? The big gnome in charge. Yeah, the big gnome in charge. You mean the pushover? In yeah, charge? The fucking pushover Shorter? asshole. Call- named Wart. Yeah, like what kind bre- of name is that? Always Wirt. threatening to leave his brother behind. <laughs> like, yeah, Wart. <laughs> Let's talk about Wart. This man. <laughs> Wart's a teenager. 
Of course he is. That makes sense. Yep. He's an emotional teenager. He plays a clarinet. He writes poetry. He whispers poetry at night. Yes, <laughs> at night. And most importantly, he's just he just wants to get out of the woods, which is valid. I wouldn't want to be in the woods. Weird shit happens there. But um, we're as a character is very interesting, especially throughout the journey of like the show, which is of course a good thing because he is like the really big main character out of like him and Greg, to be honest. Because you, I feel like you see more of, like, his brain, like, brain process than Greg's, right? I call him, like, he's like a blank slate character, right? Where, like, the audience can kind of tap into him in order to understand things, right? In the in this absurdist world. A lot of his actions throughout the show, while he thinks he's doing the right thing, right? Guess what? He's not. He's being an asshole whole time. Like, even the first episodes pointed out at the beginning with the woodsman, voiced by Christopher Lloyd of Cyber Chase fame because I don't know people so um <laughs> like the woodsman like because we're like was like it's all Greg's fault like Greg messed this up he led the person here with his fucking candy and then like the woodsman was like no you're the older brother like own yeah, up to your you should shit. be responsible for this yeah it's true because like throughout the whole series we prepared for like work to kind of blame Greg for everything until a certain point like you see him slow you see the gears slowly turning in his head very slowly. But like where it's not a bad character though. I'm describing like he's like a complete asshole, but like he's like a subtle asshole. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's what I really like about that. Where it's very cynical. He holds a lot of pride for himself, but he's still very awkward about it. It's yeah. like Kind of reminds me of Dipper Pines, but older, like teen. He's more subtle in a way that like, oh, it makes sense as to why he's like this. Or, you know, he acts this way to like, you know, not reveal like how actually awkward he is or how embarrassing he is to himself and like how insecure he is. And, you know, like now that I'm thinking about it, he he puts he puts the blame on Greg, but then that just makes him child even more childish than greg and then that's what he kind of like goes through like this like growth of like maturity that you see throughout the show wow that's like really like mind-blowing yeah like in terms of his character like he has all these flaws but that's what makes wart such an interesting character to look at yeah i think also like just in general with his writing too again it's he's an asshole it's like it's like the way he does it it's like very subtle quote-unquote like not so to the audience really you wouldn't say Wart's a bad person but you would yeah. say at this point in his life he's making a lot of like stupid decisions in a sense right i don't know how to explain it like it's he's just written like a yeah. teenager like straight up straight up yeah it's <laughs> like when i when i was re-watching i was like jesus christ i would have kind of acted like Wart a few years ago maybe right and even then like i, I think like when i first watched it i was like He's blaming Greg a lot for some stuff that I just didn't think Greg needed to be blamed for. Right. Exactly. Also, because Greg is so young, too. But then again, I was yeah. like, I don't know if it's because I don't have siblings. Greg is baby. Yeah, I don't have any siblings. So, like, when it comes to sibling stuff, I don't completely understand it. Like, I understand to an extent, because I have, like, a lot of cousins, right? But, like, I can kick my cousin out of my house and tell them never come back. Well, with siblings, you kind of <laughs> just have to stick with them really like yeah. you're stuck with them exactly 
I think that's like kind of like the same situation that Wirt and Greg are going through. I mean, obviously I have a sibling myself. We're only like two years apart, so we don't really like fight a lot. But yeah, like I definitely can see that dynamic between the two brothers. Yeah. And of course, like there's the extra stuff too. Like Wirt and Greg, they're not, I never remember their half siblings or step siblings. That's the thing. I, I feel like I read some of their half brothers though. I have no idea. I'm gonna look it because up. Because I, I remember, like, Wart talking about, like, having the stepdad. And then that's that's where Wart's like, yeah, and then he came into my life, points at Greg. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, I guess. It's like a whole Drake and Josh situation. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're half-siblings because it's like the mom remarried and gave birth to Greg with his stepdad. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Okay, so Wirt has a stepdad and Greg has a stepmom, but they're half brothers. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Gregory, let's talk about Gregory. <laughs> yeah, Gregory, love that kid. I love that kid too. He he's adorable. I would do anything for that kid. I when we watching it, because okay, I remember how like kind of dark this show is. I never forget how dark this show is. Like, but like I keep, I guess like whenever it gets to, like the end of the series, because. Okay, so Greg is, like, very happy-go-lucky. So, like, again, to compare to Gravity Falls, he's, like, the Mabel, right? Yes. Basically, out of the two of them. He's very happy-go-lucky. He's very positive. Throughout the whole series, too, which, like, really, like, floored me. Because that kid has an overabundance of optimism. For real. It's, like, up there. Even even better than mine. Like, in the face of danger, he's like, oh, Hi! <laughs> yeah, no, like, near the end of the series, he's, like, about to die, right? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Bro. Like, that, that's, oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Like, you see, you see this, like, type of innocence that Greg has throughout the whole, like, series until you reach the end where, like, most of his innocence is, like, gone when he finally decides to, like, sacrifice himself. And even then, it's, like, he's still, like, very optimistic, because the reason why, so, basically, at the end of the series, um, there's this, so, by the way, there's this evil thing called the Beast. Scary. The Beast. And so, basically, the Beast, like, turns, like, children to trees. That's all you need to know. Yep. Yeah. So, like, that's all he does. Basically, they're trying to get away from the Beast, and, like, like, Greg is, like, you know what? I'll sacrifice myself, right? While we're sleeping. So then work can go home, which also like mm-hmm. with that, too, it kind of shows like the consequences of work's negativity, too, because like yeah. the way Greg like the Greg isn't like I, I fucking hate work and stuff. And he's not like I hate myself, but he is he does believe that like a lot of reasons why they're in the force is his fault because work would say yeah. things like, you know, like. If you haven't done this one thing, we wouldn't be in this particular situation. Not like the whole situation of them getting lost in the woods, but like in the situations that happen in each episode. Even before they yeah. go over the garden wall. <laughs> uh, you mean, you mean yeah. when they fell into a fucking train when track they- <laughs> and then fell into the water, the frozen oh, water. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It- I'm just getting flashbacks. It's okay. It was like... Is it really a garden wall if it's in a graveyard? Probably not. I mean, there there's plants, so maybe you can call it a garden. Maybe? I, I don't know. It, it's fine. It, <laughs> I have questions. They go they just go over a wall. Yeah. Over over the over the graveyard wall. <laughs> oh my god. Like yeah, like 
Greg, you can tell he internalizes a lot of stuff, and so he wants yeah. to be better, which, like, I think is such, like, a very interesting way to take his character, it too. It really is. Because... Especially as a kid. Yeah, he's like a young child. He's not even 12. I don't think he's 10, to be honest. I think he's like... I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure he's like 8. Because he's really short. Like, compared to all the other kids, too. He's like pretty short. And then, like, he has a very, like, a higher-pitched voice, too. He's voiced by actual child, too. <laughs> the accuracy. Yeah, no, like, I, I love... I love when, like, cartoons, like, actually... Like, about children. They actually have children voicing. I feel like there's an authenticity to it. Yeah. That, like, you can't really capture with, like, adult voice actors doing voices. I think... I'm trying to think of... I think Clarence... I'm gonna bring up Clarence later again. Um, or I can bring up now, I don't care. But, like, I think Clarence kind of does a good job with that. Because, like, I feel like the writing Clarence is strong enough to really, like, help emphasize the whole childlike aspect of it. Right. But I... I, I just really like when I'm um, shows like actually have children voice like in Hey Arnold I think they do they do that in Hey Arnold it's so good it it really brings a lot of realism to to like the character and show in general um it's funny that you mentioned Clarence because over the garden wall and Clarence are I guess technically connected yeah no that's what's <laughs> gonna bring so up. like mind blowing <laughs> yeah like at the end of Over Garden Wall they have like a um kind of like a bird's eye view of like the town. That Wirt and Greg live in, and it's literally the same town as Clarence. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is funny. Um, because also it's so crazy. Yeah, also Overgarden Wall has like this ambiguous time period thing going on with it. When you first watch it, you're like, oh, this can take place anywhere, but there's like a lot of like nineteen, I would say like early nineteen hundreds influence. To yes. be honest, like with how like everything's framed, like I would say like. 1910s maybe like but it's yeah. like very countryside too. stuff so it's like even more ambiguous like you say 1800s too because i've seen some people debating that but turn of the show really takes place kind of in the 80s because like because like the um mixtape i can see that yeah no it's because like he very emphasized like the mixtape type thing and also like if you look at like the clothing choices for all the characters it's like very 80 centric. Yeah, like, like who's gonna give someone a mixtape, like an actual physical, like, mixtape <laughs> in, like, I don't know, 2015? I feel like Wart would still do that. He would do that, but, like, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, in the show, it's just treated as, like, normal. Right, exactly. Because, like, Jason's like, we're gonna listen to this later, right? Jason. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't like him. Jason Funderburger. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, you wanna know who's a character? who's really funny and i always forget how funny she is until like i watch it again who i think i know who you're talking about oh uh, no some bird named beatrice i love beatrice she's my home girl i do anything for her beatrice she's okay she's a bluebird and yes. she used to be human <laughs> go on she used to be human and basically her whole thing she just wants to transform back into human into a human and like help her family to transform yeah, back into humans. Yeah, because they're also bluebirds. Yeah, cuz she threw a rock at a bluebird like an idiot. So she cursed her whole and she family. Was cursed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um <laughs> Beatrice I think is the funniest character, but then again, I'm the same person who like my favorite character from Total Drama is um Noah. So like you can kind of see why I think she's fun like the funniest I character. I can see that. Yeah. Like I can see that now. Yep. She's very sassy. She's very selfless. 
headstrong, smart. You say selfless? Like, selfless in a way, no, wait, not the word selfless, like, the meaning of it, but more like, like, she, if if something, if something, if shit's going down, she's gonna dip. So. I don't think selfless, selfless is, like, the right word in that case. Yeah, I know, that's why I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) She's selfless, like, at the end of the series, I feel like. She's definitely selfless when it comes to, like, her family, and then, like the whole re- but like she's not selfless towards the boys until like the very end oh yeah definitely she she she's not <laughs> she's not with she's like yeah i don't know these boys whenever like whenever they're in trouble she's like yeah i don't i don't know them i'm gonna leave yeah now. she's like bye so, i don't know. care like <laughs> <laughs> i'm out i think her insulting work i think also helps kind of balance the fact that like work act like with work's action too like they're both like honestly so they're both like around the same age right something like that they're both assholes um but i think that's what but in totally different like spectrums i feel like yeah like beatrice is more outwardly like like she told she told someone to die in the show (laughs) like straight up um i forget who she told to die she told someone to die and then like um, yeah, I'm totally blinking out on what she, like, I feel like she she would say that, but I'm just trying to remember, like, when. It was either in episode two or episode three. Yeah, like, she's more, like, upfront about stuff than work, because we're, yeah. like, we're all dance around things and, like, not acknowledge his own fault. Well, Beatrice is like, I am an asshole, and I will be the asshole, but also, you're a pushover, and you suck work. Oh my gosh, just the dynamics between Wirt and Beatrice is so powerful to me just because of the fact like of how they kind of like sort of formed this like interesting bond that they had throughout the whole series and then like just rewatching yesterday was so crazy to me just because of how much like both of them were were like you're ugly shut up to each other but in totally different ways but yeah. like you know, just slowly over time, you can see the way that they're slowly just warming up to each other and, like, needing each other. Um, more more so, like, in a friendship way. Because, yeah. obviously, like, you know, people want to ship. But, like, I don't know. I see it, but, you know, obviously I want to keep things platonic at the moment. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just their relationship in general. You can see how close they become by the end of things. But also, like, the conflicts between them. Like, for example, just specifically when uh, Beatrice goes to Adelaide, which is the, like, magical lady that was supposed to help them get home, and that's mm-hmm. why they ended up, like, you know, all three of them, Greg, Wirt, and Beatrice, just trying to, like, like help each other to get home. Wirt feels, like, betrayed after seeing Beatrice with, like, Adelaide without them. You could see that, like, broken trust between them before we see the ending but yeah i just thought it was really interesting just they're like foils of one another i think that's why it works so well yeah because again so we're told thing he's like, i just want to go back home but it's like more his thing is very like more so a selfish reason for sake. he's like i just want to go back home right well beatrice is like i'm on the hunt because i have to like help save my family and then like but at the same time you can kind of see how like their lives like kind of parallel in a sense too think especially near the end also like um also all that adelaide business and for what for her to die to adelaide we see her for like three minutes and then she just dies yeah no like (laughs) again adelaide's this witch and like it's 
like, oh, she can solve your problems, but she really just wanted, like, we're and, like, Greg to be servants, right? Yeah. Not even indentured. Uh-oh. Not even indentured servitude. Mm-mm. Child labor. Just straight up. Straight up. And so, like, it was just, like, when I was watching it, because, like, I always forget about Adelaide, but I remember the song, right? And so I'm watching, like, the fact that they hyped her up so much just for her to die. Because <laughs> Beatrice... Just for her to just dig. Yeah, just because Beatrice opened the fucking window open. Funniest thing ever. Like... That makes sense, because she only appeared for one episode, but they, they just kept talking about her before beforehand, like, even, even just in different previous episodes. Yeah, like, there's a whole song about her. To Adelaide. To Adelaide. Adelaide. Um, oh my gosh, oh my- the soundtrack is so great. Wait, yeah. Um, anyways. But yeah, those are the main <laughs> characters you need to know, and the Beast. All you yeah, know, again, the Beast. The Beast just wants to turn, he just wants to turn children into trees. More like old soul, like, souls that don't that feel lost, I feel like. Yeah. Everybody's been talking like in the care in the show, like the different characters that are like, oh, the beast. They're just Ooh. like, yeah, stay away from the beast if you feel lost or if your heart isn't in the right place or something like that. Yeah. Why are the two ones that we know got turned to trees children? Mm, yeah. Makes me so fucked up it that makes is. Me so <laughs> emotional. It makes me so emotional just thinking about it. Like out oh, all boy. the like so it's like the woodsman's daughter. She's a fucking tree. She she comes back in the end. Don't worry. But she's a tree. Yeah. Then Greg's like, I'm coughing up leaves, but that's because I ate them. Why are they always kids? Why are you- <laughs> what's happening? Why are they always kids? Tell me, beast. We're gonna fight the yeah. beast. Oh, and then his true form. Oh boy. Oh yeah, it's just that's flesh. Indeed, that's definitely Indeed, flesh. That is. You see a really good frame of the beast in by the end of it's it. It's quick. It's really. It's really quick. Yeah. You gotta pause. You gotta, like, hit the space bar, like, so many times. <laughs> Very detailed. Um. Oh, why aren't we talking about the best character, Kate? Which best character? Jason Funderburger, um, but the frog. Jason Funderburger. The frog. Uh, also, Kitty, Wirt Jr., or Wirt. George Washington. Yes. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, be- be- yes. <laughs> There's another one. I-, I don't remember it. So many names. The 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 goaded the greatest of all time. Yeah, automatically the best character. That's my dad's favorite character, which means they're the best character <laughs> in the Hall of Fame with Sheriff Blood from Gravity Falls and uh, <laughs> putting him in the frame. Yeah, and Uncle Iroh from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Facts. Those those are the that's the that's the Holy Trinity or something. Yeah, my dad. He's like Frog, Blubs, Iroh. Yeah. There we go. Um that's such a that's such an interesting combination. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so the frog can sing. Yes. Yes he can. Yeah, and the frog that's a period. The frog is also kinda of like a symbol like a symbol of like wort and like Greg's like um like relationship throughout the series, right? Because huh. like when you watch because the show starts in, in it starts in media res, which means it starts technically in the middle of the story, quote unquote. Because you don't learn about how they got in the woods until, like, the second-to-last episode. So, in the second-to-last episode, you find out, like, oh, maybe the the big thing with, um, the big thing with the frog was, like, Greg's like, I won't go on a frog hunt! And then Wirt's like, no, fuck you, right? And then, um, they find this frog, and, like, Greg specifically says, we need to name this frog for good luck, Right? And when does the frog, like, officially get a name? 
at the end of the series. And guess who names him, right? Wurt. Wurt names the frog, what? right? And that's yeah. when things start, like, actually start, like, looking up for them. Like, things start, like, going well. Wow. Amazing. I love that. I didn't even, like, part of me was like, oh, yeah, like, the frog, yeah, Jason Funderburger slaps. Like, he's the goat. <laughs> and then, like, you explaining just in depth about how he's, like, a symbol of this, like, unionship that, like, Wirt and Greg have as brothers. Like, it it seals the deal. Like, oh my gosh, it makes me cry just thinking. Yeah. I just love, I love shows with siblings. um, Or just, like, a family dynamic. Yeah, I was gonna say every it, show has siblings. It's so nice. More only children. You're right. Give me more <laughs> only children. Okay, true. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> um, you don't have to give me more only children. I think it's more so if you have only children, stop making them orphans. <laughs> Please. I don't know. Anyways, but like, yeah, you know, the frog, like frogs are like kind of a big part of the show, which is really fun. Frogs. Yeah. Yes, there's an episode with frogs. Yeah. And that's when Jason Funderburger sings. <laughs> um, because he, he also opens up the whole show, too. Yeah. And the void. He plays the piano. Yep. In the void. Yes. And like. The void. Oh my gosh. Like the opening sequence is just like foreshadowing everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, the opening scene. I wanted to talk about that too. It's so good. Yeah, it's like just clips of characters, like kind of before the mess happens. Right. Because you see Beatrice as a human. Like, if you go in blind, you might not, like, you're like, oh, okay. Like, you kind of put two together with Beatrice. Right. These are random images. Yeah. Like, I didn't go in blind, so I was like, I wonder if that's Bird Girl first time watching it. <laughs> I was like, huh, maybe that's Bird Girl. I don't know bird girl yeah i didn't know her name at the time i was like okay tweet tweet yeah like like honestly watching the opening scene for the first time i'm like huh i never i don't know any of this because like obviously i was like in my young teens and like obviously i didn't know a lot about like terms that you know people use within their own forms of entertainment Mm -hmm. and like you know foreshadowing i was like yeah i know what foreshadowing is but it's not something i'm like analytical about but like obviously rewatching this like every year it's so it's so eye-opening and it's just so good i love foreshadows now yeah i'm obsessed with them even after like the opening sequence like the episodes after that you still hear the theme but then at the end of it you hear a train sound uh, oh yeah and it's so i'm like oh because you know what happens. Well, you don't know what happens until you reach to the end of the episode where you're like, oh boy. So that's how they ended up here. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> do you want to hear something really stupid? That I, okay. What? <laughs> you're going to like, because, okay, I was also facing my friend Kiana, past guest of the show, right? Love her. And like, <laughs> um, it was like, I was watching like the first episode or something and I was like, I'm so stupid. You don't understand how stupid I am, Kate. I've watched this show like five to seven times now. I just realized the reason why Greg has candy in his pants in the first episode is because it was Halloween. Bruh. <laughs> Shay, that's like... Or like, if I noticed it before, obviously. I just forgot. Candy pants. Well, because here's the thing also. <laughs> so, whenever I watch it every year, because Cartoon Network doesn't show it every year, that's the thing. Like, they stop showing they should. it. What? Like what? Like, for a week-long event, which is weird because I'm like, Cartoon Network Thanksgiving traditions were crazy, right? Um, 
the one before like the whole Oregon Wall special slash miniseries in November thing, which is I think the new one, like the new tradition technically. Basically, the movie Iron Giant, which I love, they played it for 24 hours straight on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that was their tradition for, like, years, and then they stopped. And then I think now, I'm pretty sure now the tradition is a mini series around November, because, like, not, it's not like, exactly the thing, but, like, definitely I've noticed, like, a lot of the mini series come out in, like, late fall, because, okay, Overgarden Wall, then Long Live the Royals. Did, did Stakes come out in November? Hold on. I don't know if Stakes did, but I do know that Infinity Train, except for, like, this past season, because it's on HBO Max now, because we love because yeah. we love not making things accessible to, like, the like the modern person. But, um, uh-huh. yeah. Basically, it was kind of a tradition that they have, like, a miniseries, because I think Infinity Train Book 2 came out around, like, late November, early December, right? I remember I was home when watching it but yeah i think that became their new tradition where was i going with this i have no idea oh i oh <laughs> it's because um basically i think the reason why i never noticed the whole candy thing is because whenever i watch over on the wall because they make it available on demand for me they never released a whole series on demand it's always five episodes like they split the five episodes oh yeah so i don't think about it really i'm so sorry <laughs> you're fine I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's my stupid corner for today. So, yeah. <laughs> that's why he Greg has candy in his pants. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. <laughs> oh, you want to know something I find very cool about the show that we kind of mentioned earlier? The songs. The songs? Mm. Yeah. What Soundtrack? Mwah, delicious. Yeah. I'm wondering, what's your favorite song? off of it because like what's my favorite song yeah. shit oh, man i mm, i was not prepared for this question because i love all of them uh let me think either either into the unknown or over the garden wall is what i have in my mind right now because i did a cover of into the unknown and it's it's so it's so nice i don't know oh. <laughs> i so my favorites i i have a list my favorite one is honestly Patient in the Night, which is the one where they're digging their graves in front of the um, pumpkin people. <laughs> and then... um, That's a good one. Yeah. It, no, it's really good. Like, I remember listening to it, like, last year. It's so, it's so pretty. Then... It does give, like, fall vibes. Yeah. Then I also really like... Um, I know you're gonna laugh once I say this. I really like Like Ships, which was the episode of um, Auntie Wizard. Stop fucking laughing. Stop. Stop laughing. I, I'm cool. I'm not laughing. Go I'm on. not laughing. I'm, I'm cool. Oh my god. Oh my Shay, god. I love you. I love you so much. You don't love me. Go on. Yes, I do. Just go on. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm just probably so confused why we're just laughing about this. I'm not explaining it. I'm not gonna do it. Can I explain it? Or no, it's okay if you if you don't want me to. I'll link, okay, I'll send you the link. They can watch it. I don't care. It's a video thing. Okay. <laughs> it's a video thing. We'll put the link in the description below and we'll let you find out what it is. Yeah, it's not even that embarrassing. I don't care. I just don't feel like mentioning it right now. Oh, and then... It's cute. I also like, um, okay. 
So I like this song because of good memories. It's the ep- okay. So you know the ep- like the song about the teacher's marital issues, where she goes through the whole alphabet saying why yes. she's sad that her Mm-mm-mm. like husband A is for the apple gave to, me, to him, and I found the worm inside. She's talking about how she inside. hates this guy named Jimmy Brown and shit. Jimmy Brown. Yeah. So like I like that song, but only because my mom will literally run into the room and start singing it because she's. <laughs> it's such like a stupid song. Also in the show, so she goes through the whole alphabet, and, like the re- like the official release, right? But in the show, it's so funny because she goes from A to B, right? And you're like, okay, and then she goes straight to G, and it doesn't even make sense for like the timing. So it's like no wonder your school is like gonna close down because you can't teach the fucking alphabet. You're going straight, like you're jumping over letters, right? Yeah. No, I'm just thinking whether or not it was a cut or like. To like pass the time, or like she literally skipped from B I'm to G. I'm pretty sure she skipped from B to G. Because, like, so when I wrote it as it was happening, too, like yeah. right after G happened, oh I was like, God. she skipped. She skipped one, two, she skipped so many wait, letters. C, D, E, F. Four letters. <laughs> Four. Uh, oh, and I like the Highway Man song. Oh, the Highway Man, like, the whole episode's really good. Um, um the Highway Man. Yeah. I think out of that episode, I really like, um, I like the one where they're like, oh, you're getting married work, um. Sing, lava, sing. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, alliterative, like, rhyming, which makes it hard to sing. You want to hear, um, my final favorite song? What? Um, so you know, okay, so you know, of course you know the song Potatoes and Molasses, a menace to society, but it was a good, it's a good menace to society. Potatoes and Molasses. Yeah, so- you know the scene where, like, I don't know, Greg's dying. Stop. And, like, we're trying to get him out. Stop. And we're seeing, like, the German version of it. Like, this depressing German version of potatoes and molasses. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, like, um... That's what it is? Yeah, because it's on the, um... It's on the soundtrack. And then also, like... Oh my god, I didn't even know that. Is it that track where the kids are, like, singing yep. while, like... Yep. Greg is dying or something? Yep. <laughs> Stop! Yeah, no, and no. I'm pretty sure I thought it was just some random ass like sad song. No, because like they were really, it's literally the translation for potatoes and molasses. Because molasses and no. yeah, because molasses sounds similar, and I'm pretty sure it's German because it doesn't sound like Latin. That hurts me so yeah, much. Yeah, no, it's it's German because you wouldn't you wouldn't like I don't think you would conjugate <laughs> molasses like that. Holy shit! Yeah, that's why. Like I remember like. When I realized that last year, I started screaming. Now I'm screaming too. What? I did not know this until Bro. now. This hurts me. <laughs> like even then, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? What's even dark? Like you know, the Beast. Like I don't know if he's actually singing, but like you hear opera, like this like opera like ish like song that he's like singing because he's like literally a metaphor for like death or something. Yeah. But like hearing that." Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, it's like the equivalent of not the it's not exactly I know there's like equivalent some Oh, um God, there is a show that did this where it's like there's a sad version of like the um opening theme playing. There's several examples. I just don't remember what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Every time when a show does Gosh. that I either lose my I lose my mind either because I'm extremely sad or I'm just laughing. But yeah, that's my last favorite song. I think it's very pretty. Man, now I have to listen to that. Oh yeah, you can hear it like especially the part where they're like saying potatoes and molasses, you can hear it. Cuz they're cuz oh like God. that's a bit where like no one's really talking either. 
I'm gonna listen to that song. I'm gonna think about it and cry for the rest of the yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> bump the album straight up. I wish I got the chance to get the records, the record version when it was out. Yeah, because limited edition, I think, but I can't anymore. Oh yeah. So exactly, that's like the same thing with Wirt's uh, tape for Sarah. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! They had that. Yeah, they had that for a while. It well, maybe like a few months. It was like. So they released that, but it was definitely limited edition. Like you, like there were there were just literally limited copies of that, and it's there's actual clarinet and poetry. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find it online too, though. Like just like the audio clips of oh, okay. like words poetry and clarinet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I don't have a cassette player anymore. Which is so I think. cool. Same. Oh wait, no, I think I do. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Man, you should have bought it then. <laughs> well, I didn't know like, it existed, so. You're right. It's okay. Because part of me was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy this. But then I was like, oh, I don't have a cassette yeah. here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to try and find, like, the the actual, like, audio clips. Because I really love, I really love when shows uh, have something, but then they put it into, like, physical, like, copies of it. That's, like, it's, like, mentioned so, like, for example, for words tape, like, obviously, like, it's mentioned, it's there, and then they bring it to life by, like, actually putting, like, poetry and clarinet that was for Sarah. Yeah. I, I, I love when people do that. Yeah. Like, it, it shows true, like, dedication to your own, like, creation, mm-hmm. which is really nice. <laughs> you want to know what I, so one thing I've been wanting for a while um, that, like, I'm probably going to get soon because, like, I'm planning on, like, ordering it. The art of book, like the art book for Over Garden Wall, because um. Oh my gosh, they have a book. Yeah, if there's a book. Ooh. I'm very excited. So um, the artwork of Over the Garden Wall is so 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 good. Yes. Um. So like at first, let's talk about yeah, that. Ooh. At first glance, what character designs like the character designs are very simple, right? And there's definitely like inspiration from like old twenties cartoons, especially when you watch. I always get the title of this episode wrong. Because I always want to call it Babes in Toyland, but I know that's not the name of the episode. It's the <laughs> one where everything's pink. And there's, it's like... Where everything's pink. Yeah, it's the one where Greg's, like, dreaming, and that's... Dream? Okay. Yeah. Like, I wrote, I have that in my notes. All I wrote is, eighth episode, Fish and Boat, Greg's Dream slash Imagination. Oh my god, and I'm not looking up the title, because I always get it wrong. I know it's not Babes in Toyland. It's okay. Don't worry. I don't know the title either. It's definitely, like... Oh, it's like so much shorter and so much more simpler. I know that aspect was very much inspired by Twenty, like very explicitly. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, but like the whole show in general is inspired kind of like by Twenties cartoons. From what I noticed, I know for um the milkmaid in like the Highwayman episode, right? She's in- yeah, she's inspired by Betty Boop, right? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, now. Like, like, especially when you, like, hear the way she talks, I think it's more, ob- even more obvious. Mm-hmm. Her voice. Yeah, because she yeah. does, like, the little, like, high-pitched thing. I'm not going to do it because my voice is annoying. But, like, she does, like, the little, like, squeaks, right? And then, um, you know, this is when I don't know. I don't know if this is correct. But Auntie Whispers, Auntie she feels whispers? very Ghibli. Like, that whole episode felt very Ghibli-esque. Oh. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I can see that. Because she kind of looks like, um, like, when they do, like, the witch ladies in a Ghibli movie. So, mm, like, um... The hunchback one. Yeah, so, like, the one from Spirit Away, and then the one from Howl. But especially the one from Spirit Away. Yeah. 
because like just like the way like the proportions are especially but yeah when you first look at the show you're like oh our style's very simple but you want to know if they make that up for some some nice ass backgrounds that's what because like those the backgrounds are very very detailed like when you if you ask me about the first thing i think of like when i think of a scene over the garden wall straight up i think about this one scene where a leaf is actually like blowing the wind it's like in the second episode um like the leaf is on the twig right and then it falls off the twig and it's like I'm, I'm using my hands a lot here but like basically it twirls around and it's a very beautiful animation it kind of leads you into the scene where like Wirt and Greg are walking on this path and this is yeah and also like with the setting and like the color palette's very like very autumnal this is why i say the show is very autumnal and not really that's a word i don't know what that means um it means autumn like um oh okay autumn cool. vibes autumnal okay autumnal yeah <laughs> man i'm so <laughs> okay i knew that i'm stupid go on no you're not stupid but... you aren't stupid either but yeah go on uh, debatable <laughs> but like basically the color palette is another reason why again bring up a back to me being a weirdo for like watching stuff the color palette's the main reason why i don't like watching it in october personally well because like i understand why it's very orangey but like this this particular vibe i hate that word but like i use it a lot like is definitely more Same. like feels more november to me because with halloween i think more purples to be honest like more purples and more like blacks like incorporated. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like yes, there's blacks. Like especially in the later end of the series, it's like um, it's more so just to like for a night, like for night scenes versus like in the day where it's very orange. While like if I was making it more Halloween, I would incorporate the blacks in the day scene also more so. Um, but that's my personal opinion. It's like a very, very muted color scheme, but still like very beautiful. And, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, when I walk through, like, my hometown, um, like, in some of the parks and stuff. And, like, it's very nice. I can hear, it's like, you know, like, when you can kind of feel things through the screen and you're, like, crunch. That's crunch. what that show feels like, <laughs> crunch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, again, like, with um, the dream sequence, too, the way they emphasize, like, the dream sequence is that, like, they use colors completely opposite, kind of, because instead of using, like, those very, like, those, a lot of oranges and, like, browns, like, very, like, muted, it gets kind of bright because there's a lot of pinks and, like, bright blues and, like, some purples. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think the show's use of color is very, very good. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm, like, thinking about that. I didn't realize that. Like, it shows, like, so between the dream and the whole like color scheme and vibe aesthetic mm -hmm. of the show in general it definitely shows like the con uh what's the word contrasting uh concepts between the two between reality and the dream itself mm -hmm. um i was also wanting to mention like the vi like obviously the visuals are so beautiful but like at the same time when you look at some episodes i don't know if it's my tv or what but like it's i think the visuals are also just very like foggy and ghost-like maybe like it's um, very dream and fantasy like sometimes in some like episodes slash shots like mm -hmm. in terms of the lighting too i feel like 
Um, especially what like in the episode when they go to the uh the the old man's mansion or something. Oh yeah, like that. yeah, definitely that yeah. episode. Yeah, I think they do that definitely sometimes. I don't know so much about the fogginess. That's why I'm like, wait. Yeah, like foggy slash ghost. Like I don't know. Like yeah, I know in like that episode there was emphasis on like him thinking there's a ghost in his house too. And it's also kind of like it proves also the theory because of that like maybe like you know the unknown is like kind of like a metaphor for Greg and Ward being in limbo just because of like it's also the the. Oh yeah, because like when you pick up the series again, like they like Wirt wakes up in the ocean. Yeah. And then they go to the hall. Yeah, like I understand that yeah. theory. Like they're kind of in limbo, and they're like, "What the fuck do we do? What's what happening?" Heck? Exactly. And the um in the sixth fifth no the fifth episode with the um the guy in the mansion who thinks that there's like a ghost in his house when it's literally just like another woman who mm-hmm. are just like tea competitors. And they and their man- mansions are so big that they're connected. Like, uh, there's this one shot in the in the origin episode where uh, Quincy Epcot, that's his name. Yeah. When they when Wirt and Greg go to the graveyard, uh, his name is on a tombstone. Wait, it is. And that's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you- I'm not a big theory person, right? Everyone knows that. Like, when I start doing theories, they're always like really stupid, right? Like we all know this, right? <laughs> Right. Like, Dr. Phil and Steve. It's not even a theory. That's a fact, though. So, like, Dr. Harvey. <laughs> Dr. Harvey. Dr. Phil and Steve Harvey. Exactly. Same person, like, straight up. But, like, yeah. I So, I don't really look out for clues like that. Necessarily, like, when I was watching it. So, it's very interesting actually hearing that. Um, um, I didn't even know my first watch. Yeah. Like, I literally had to watch videos to see that. Uh, like YouTube videos and stuff because I'm not that big brain seriously I I literally just like look through Tumblr posts and see what other people think and then formulate my own theory slash opinion on it <laughs> wait we need okay you know how we've been bringing up Gravity Falls a lot in this whole episode yeah we gotta mention <laughs> how like this came out during conspira- peak conspiracy like dumbass Facts. Tumblr like <laughs> everybody Time. just going nuts and five nights at freddy's shit like that too oh my god i didn't really see five nights at freddy's stuff because i i wasn't like i wasn't in those circles but like I, I was in that circle oh my god it's it's nuts damn um, it's crazy yeah. but it's so but, crazy yeah. it, it was just that huge time where everybody was theorizing over every single little thing <laughs> yeah especially okay here's why gravity falls caused a disease because here's the thing because okay gravity falls very mystery based show of course and so like every little thing was kind of hint towards what would happen later on and while gravity falls because it's like during a hiatus or something or like about when they're about to like get off of hiatus or something over the garden wall hit and of course this being about like a more cynical sibling and a more happy sibling too the girlies ate it up they ate it up fast. The girlies ate it. It was crazy. <laughs> no, it was crazy. You don't understand. I, like, at my middle school, I hate thinking about middle school because it's an awful time in my life, but, like, at middle school, me and my friend, craziness. That was craziness. Then, like, like if you went on, like, Tumblr especially, you would see a lot of fan art of um Dipper and, like, Wirt, like, in, like, these very, like, kind of creepy, like, pictures and stuff. Thing happened. There's also the thing with, like, Wirt and the Beast, because some people are making, like, the Wirt versions of the Beast and stuff. 
Oh yeah, like different AUs. Oh my god. Yeah, bro. Um, that was so crazy. What is it called? Bad end kids or something? Bad end friends. Anyways, Tumblr was wild then. <laughs> um, it's dying now. It really was. And, yeah. But like you know, it's a new it's Tumblr. Twitter. Twitter is. It. <laughs> Awful. Hellscape. Hate it. But yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like by the end of the show, uh. You know what? Maybe let me let me let me backtrack really quick. Like so, before episode ten, the last episode, the ninth episode is an origin of like how they ended up here. Literally, it was all for just because like uh, wanted to give this tape to this uh, girl that uh, he liked, but then he was like, "Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if I really want to." It do was this all anymore. because of some coochie. Is the reason why they end up all, in the <laughs> no. all because of coochie? No, look. This is, like, um, a lot of things I watch, I realize this. A lot of these situations could have just, like, kind of been avoided, you know? But, like, at the same time, I understand some of them aren't, right? But, like, in this particular situation, I sat here, right? I sat there, and I was like, all oh, this for some damn mixtape. <laughs> to get some <laughs> damn mixtape. <laughs> I mean, romance is hard, man, when you really think about it. I Okay, I understand that romance is hard, okay? But, like, as someone who is watching a TV show and is overly critical, and, you know, I'm just, like, I'm being stupid right now, I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, no, it's just funny watching it. You're fine. Like, this all could have been avoided. Yeah, I'm just, like, you know, if, like, um, you just didn't say shit about, like, the mixtape, it would have been okay. It would have been okay. And that's a rock fact. <laughs> Bro, okay, the other thing that, like, when I was watching, especially, like, that one, like, the prequel episode basically right so you know the part where they're almost about to get hit by a train right yes <laughs> where did they push greg out of the way i just re- i realized that when i was watching oh my god we're just you're right we're just dips it was I, we're just runs away that's that's how much of a coward <laughs> it just dipped i'm like you're not gonna save like your eight-year-old dips. brother <laughs> wait <laughs> that's so bogus man this i don't know this show is just so written well yeah. That I'm like, I'm just speechless about it. There's a very good, like, especially with the teenagers, there's, like, very good writing for them. There's a very specific part. It's, like, the part where, like, they're, like, the three teenagers, like, teasing Wart for liking Sarah. And then it's, like, mm-hmm. um, and Kathleen, it's, like, what is it? Like, the egg girl says, like, shut up, Kathleen, or something. Like, the delivery was really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the dialogue of, like, they know how to write their characters the dialogue. within Aww. their ages really well. Like, if that... Yeah. Yeah, like... That that makes sense. I mean, like, you gotta write uh, good dialogue for the right, like, people in the right age, you know? Mm-hmm. See what... Even if they're minor characters or characters you only see one time, it's it's very important to, like, know what these characters are going to say and how they think yeah um in order to keep that narrative and that authenticity for the whole story no you're good <laughs> no like because i feel like a lot of shows kind of fall into this like thing where like especially like with teenagers and children like i've seen some rough yeah. writing for those like sometimes people write teenagers more as like light adults which like that's not the case and then yeah uh, and then, like, with younger children, it, like, depends sometimes. Because, too, it's, like, the function of the child within the show. But, like, usually people are okay. But I think, like, 
when you watch over the wall, all the characters and they're like with their respective age groups, they're written very well. Like, of course, mm-hmm. Greg's the only like young child we see throughout the whole show. So like, but Greg's written so Greg's written really well too. I think just like as yeah. a character, and then like with all the teen characters, so it's like work. Beatrice is a teenager, and then like I guess more Lorna's whole thing is kind of weird though. And then, like, the whole, like, Halloween, I think, I just think they're all written so well. Like, even yeah. the adults who are, like, clueless, like, there's, like, kind of a under, like, understanding to it. If, like, yeah, like, understanding to it. Because, like, okay, like, they're all, like, big characterizations, of course, like, the adults, which I think is very interesting, too. Because you have the teacher who's, like, so, like, oh, my God, my husband is, like, not here and then like oh, with Brown. yeah and then like with like um the tea guy he's like oh i think there's a ghost like and then like the people at the tavern are like very like i don't want to say animated because they are animated but like you know like in terms of, like personality like, <laughs> yeah i, I think, know what you mean yeah i yeah. think that's so interesting how like all these adults are kind of like i would say like borderline caricatures for the most part but not like in a bad way it's just, like, you can see, like, they're more exaggerated because, like, they're in this kind of, like, weird, like, fantasy world thing. While, like, mm-hmm. Wirt and Greg especially are, like, very grounded, in a sense, um, in terms of writing. Yeah. yeah. That's so perfect. Oh, my gosh. I love the way you said that. Um, that that's, a, that's such a great observation. Um, <laughs> just because, like, every character just has their own, like, I wouldn't say trope, but, like, it it seems perfect for the role and perfect for their writing. Um, mm-hmm. I think also, like, especially with Wirt, oh my gosh, he's such a great example of great, like, dialogue and just his character is so good. Um, I literally have notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, by the end of it, you see so much development in Wirt, uh, especially through the dialogue where um, he goes to save Greg because he realizes that Greg is the one that's being sacrificed now. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Um, there's this line, uh, Beatrice's mom is like, you know, you shouldn't be out in the cold, you shouldn't go out for him, because, like, you won't be good for your brother if you're dead, and, and this line where Wirt says, I was no good to him alive either, bro. I, I was like, bruh, ow. <laughs> I remember watching that, like, for the first time, I, I didn't scream, but, like, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, and, and it just reminds you of all the things that Wirt has done to Greg throughout this whole series of blaming him, and doing all that, like, you know, stuff because, like, you know, he's a teenager, he's angsty, and then yeah. he has, he has, like, problems with uh, his family, and, like, he's like, oh my gosh, why is this kid now in my life? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, just, we're just such a perfect example of, like, knowing how to write his own character as a teenager, mm-hmm. yeah. and, like, when he goes to the Beast, uh, the Beast is, like, super serious, he's like... <laughs> I'm gonna give you this proposal. If you hold the if you hold the lantern, if you keep lighting this lantern up, you'll save your brother. And Word's like, okay, no, wait a minute, that's dumb, bro. I <laughs> no, when that scene happened, because okay, this is why I say everyone in the show, like all the teenagers are assholes, and that's why it's such a good show. Because there's like a bit to you where Word's like he's trying to threaten, he's like threatening to like blow out the lantern, not beast, like starts screaming. Right? He starts screaming, <laughs> and then, like, Wirt just makes this one face. Like, he's just like, mm. He's like, Tch. Like, okay. What a, what a, what an idiot. He's, Come on, Beast. He's just like, 
He said, why do I have to keep this lantern lit? He's like, why do I? He literally says that. He's like, no, that's dumb. Yeah, and then he's like, huh? (laughs) I think that's what makes the show also, like, when I was rewatching it, I was like, this show is much funnier than I remember. Because it's like, they're just saying, like, little, like, all these snide remarks, too. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Wait. I know. It's so, it's, what makes it so amazing is that they, they choose dialogue that is very, like, authentic, but at the same time is, it's so real. It's something that I would say. Yeah, like, like, a lot of shows dramatize things. And, like, Over the Garden Wall is just a perfect example of, like, bringing the balance between, like, comedy and, and seriousness in all one thing. And just the way, the way they decided, hey, let's just have words say, no, that's dumb. Yeah, (laughs) it fits his character it fits how the way the story should end (laughs) it's so great yeah like i again i think that like a lot i think the reason why people sometimes have trouble writing teenagers too is because in a lot of like cartoons there's like no parents in them if people haven't noticed like parents don't exist yeah but like um like this is a show you never see their parents they're only mentioned yeah. I think it's, I think that's why I also just enjoy it, because it's like, okay, like, they have no parental supervision, but, like, we're, but, like, with that, right, with a lot of these shows where there's teen characters with no, like, parent figure, right, they act too much right. like adults, that's the problem, and this show works, like, teen, like, literally, like, again, he would say things that, like, I would imagine might, like, I would imagine, like, myself, or, like, what my friends would say in a situation, also, he acted, like, very realistically in that situation, too, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I mean, of course, it depends yeah. on the person. Like, if you're being threatened with, like, if your younger sibling is going to die, right, <laughs> because they're going to be turned into a tree oh, by boy. some weird beast thing, everyone will react differently. But the way Wirt reacts in comparison to, like, his whole journey and everything makes so much sense. Because he's just like, okay, mm-hmm. so you're telling me gotta keep this lantern lit i don't buy it i don't see it i don't see it like that they're all so sassy i love it it's just Mm -hmm. like yeah i think it's it's a good point that you mentioned uh about like parent there's no like parents around and i feel like with that choice it's like you know you act a certain way around your parents you know and then you act a a a totally different way when you're not in like parental supervision and it it just really opens the door to really seeing what a teenager is essentially (laughs) which is which is really interesting just a little thing that i was like oh that that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah i mean overgrown wall such a great show hey justin I, i hate jason though he can we all do yeah I was watching it with with Chaz yesterday, mm-hmm. and we were we saw Jason. And we were like, "Oh yeah, that's Kevin." <laughs> All you do is roast that man, and like for what? Because because he deserves it. Oh my because God. we love him. We do it because we love him. I'm still thinking about the stupid Phineas and Ferb thing that you said the other day. Like, um... oh my God, don't mention. <laughs> it's so funny though. It's so funny. Okay, shout out to to my brothers, uh, Chaz and Kevin. Chaz isn't my brother technically, but I he's see him Ferb. as a brother. Yeah, he's Ferb, and Kevin is Phineas because he, he I guess he's big brain, but at the same time, he's just dumb. Uh, <laughs> and Chaz is Ferb, obviously, because he's he's also big brain, but also dumb, but at the same time, he's chill about it rather than Kevin. Yeah. Um, and then sh- I told Shay about it. 
and she gave the obvious reason of why Chaz is Ferb. Yeah, so, like, you know how Ferb, he's a step sibling to, like, Candace and, like, um, Phineas, right? Oh, wow, that dynamic even works, too. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> Chaz just shows up at their house. He's not exactly. related, but he's there. He's there all the time, like, every day. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, he, he technically lives here now. My favorite um, game is, um, is Chaz there. That's my favorite, like, it's Chaz game. There. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, Over the Garden Wall is such a great masterpiece. Even after talking about this, it just makes me love this show even more. Yeah, I, I'm i going to rewatch it again on Thanksgiving because it's like the one consistent thing I can do this year. So yeah, go watch Over the Garden Wall if you haven't already. Or if you've seen it many times, watch it again. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, And then I think at this, usually around this time of year, Cartoon Network has it on on demand for Xfinity customers. I do know that. They should. Wow, that's so specific. Well, look, <laughs> they should. Look, I'm trying to, like, when we recommend these things, I'm trying to, like, give people options, you know? Yeah. To watch it. I mean, of course, like, you have other options to watch things. But, like, in ways to support it. Yeah, like, we're doing legal ways right now. So exactly. definitely it's on Hulu. No ads, by the way, because it's a kid's show. Whoop, whoop, no ads. Yeah. So please watch it yeah. legally. But like, I mean, if you don't, that's your prerogative. Good show. Mm-hmm. Very good show. So good. Yeah. Mwah. Masterpiece. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below about Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about them in the comments if you do comment. Yeah, you guys should comment. That would be really cool. That would be really great, actually. Yeah, we like we like talking to people. We do. And we love this podcast, and we love you. Yeah, <laughs> or if you're not watching it on YouTube, I don't know, you can, like, comment on our Instagram linked below. All yeah. our socials are linked below. All our personal You know skills. it. Yeah. If you want to see me <laughs> say dumb stuff, you want to see Kate say something that's profound, I don't know. Follow us. That's cool. Let us know. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the 1224 Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm a bird. Then I'll be a frog. We'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.